Hey, this is Jerry Galloway. I'm the pastor of LHA Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this encourages your heart, strengthens your faith, and gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. I'm very thankful for God doing work in this place. Come on. How many are thankful for God doing work in this place? Amen. Amen. You have to maybe bear with me a little bit this uh, this morning, this week. Uh, I got sick for the, literally, for the first time, and I was kind of looking back, and it's been almost three years since I've even had a cold. And uh, and so so this week, somebody blessed me with, uh, um, so yeah, so I'm definitely on the upward uh, journey on it, but you, if I start hacking, I might throw a cough drop in or... Just bear with me. Um, I do need a spit can up here. Anybody got a spit can? No. But, uh, but anyway, uh, so just bear with me today. Hopefully, uh, everything will work out, and I don't have a call fit or anything like that. So uh, uh, Pastor Jerry and Sister Paula are on uh, vacation right now, and I just uh, was just thinking about this them this morning as we were in worship and stuff and how blessed we are to have uh, Pastor Jerry and Sister Paula, they are just incredible pastors, and uh, so just pray that they just uh, have a great time of rest um, over this next week or so, but amen, amen. Uh, this last uh, Wednesday just had an incredible uh, night at youth, and uh, we had around uh, 13, 14 young people um, give their heart to Jesus Christ on Wednesday night, and praise God, that's a good place, it's a good place to give the Lord a hand. Five, uh, five of those um, young people that came up were first-time uh, visitors to the youth group uh, that night. And uh, so we're just so thankful for what God is doing in our church. Amen. So thankful for what God is doing in our church. Praise God. Well, uh, this morning, um, I am going to be preaching a message that I wasn't originally uh, planning on uh, preaching. I was uh, actually preparing another way, and um, I had... Uh, uh, felt like the Lord had given me a message uh, a couple weeks ago for the young people, and uh, and I had I had uh, preached it, and and just as I was preparing and preparing the other message, I felt like the Lord was just kept taking me back to this uh, this message, kept taking me back, and I was like, finally, I said, okay, this is what I'm going to be speaking uh, this morning, um, but I want to talk to you guys um, about the power of God this morning, the power of God. And I want to talk to you guys about uh, four principles this morning about the power of God. And uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses uh, 1 through 7 is where we're going to be starting off. A lot of you guys know uh, this scripture, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. It says this, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Let me read that again. Having a form of godliness uh, but denying its power have nothing to do with such people. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women, who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. In verse 7, always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But never 
able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all you've done this morning. And now, God, I pray that your anointing will be upon me, Lord God. Father, lead me and direct me, Lord God, as I bring your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, especially in, a, in America, that there's a, there's a problem in our churches today. And the problem in the churches today is this, is that not all, not everybody, and I'm not going to group everybody in, this, um, in the, the same ship, but I, what I'm saying is, is there's a problem today, and I'm going to talk a little bit later um, of some of the effects that we're seeing because of the problems that we have in the church today. And, but the problem is, is that the church in America today is denying the power of God. They are denying the power of God in what the power of God can do in their life and what the power of God um, can do in their life and what it can do in other people's life. Now, listen, this isn't happening all over the world uh, because the power of God is moving all over the world today. And I encourage you, start looking up and start uh, start uh, finding out some of these things that are happening, revivals, um, where literally um, thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people are showing up and and seeking God at these rallies. And there have been, uh, in, in Argentina, there's literally a revival that's going on that they are seeing miraculous healings um, constantly, all of the time. They're seeing the power of God move. <clears throat> We're seeing the power of God move in countries that Christianity is against the law and they could be killed, they could be put in prison. And we are seeing Christianity at, um, in those nations that the, the Christians are growing by the millions, by the millions in these countries. And we're just seeing God move and do incredible things because we know that the power of God can make a difference. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the power of God can do something incredible. And so it's not that God has forgotten the United States of America. God hasn't forgotten the United States of America. The, the thing is, is that we have come to the point that where the church as a whole have begun to deny the power of God and the work that the power of God can do in our lives and can do in our communities. You know, our first principle I want to talk about today is that God has the power to change your life. God has the power to change your life. God has the power to change how you think. God has the power to change how you live. Come on now. God has the power to change who you serve. Many times, like I said, in the scripture we're talking about in the last days, you can see people that they serve one thing and one thing only, and that's themselves and what their desires are and what, what their worldly and fleshly desires are. But God has the power when we allow him and we allow the Holy Spirit to come and to work in our life, God has the power to change our life, to change who we are. You know, this, uh, I, I'll never forget um, years ago, just a youth pastor and uh, meeting this young man uh, named Matt. And Matt is just one of those kids that was full blown 
living in the world. Just you, anything, the alcohol, the you name it, anything. Um, he was an incredible um, athlete, and just uh, he was a really good looking, uh, really good looking kid. Not at my level, but he was still really good looking, and. And he was a good-looking kid, an incredible athlete. He was the kind of guy that, uh, I mean, his arms, I mean, he, he, he had the big arms. He had, you name it. And so you see this. And so from the outside, people would say, you know, it looks like he's got everything. He came from a wealthy family. He was from a wealthy family. Uh, he had everything. He had, <coughs> he had the girls. He had the popularity. Um, he had the... the uh, full ride football scholarship, you name it, he had all of it. And so, why would somebody like that? Why would they ever come to Jesus? Why would you know? Hey, I've got everything. I, I've got all I need. But one of our young people invited him to to church, and he came to church. And that night, he experienced the power of God in that service, and he encountered a power of God that night that did something in him that all of his riches, all of his popularity, all the desires that he filled, all the alcohol, that could not compare to what he experienced in that one moment, in that one time when he was encountered by the power of God. He gave his heart to Jesus Christ. Gave his heart to Jesus Christ. Literally, um, through that process, the youth group exploded. We were running well over 200 um, students um, in a matter of four months as the power of God just began to move, and we began to see this today. Um, Matt is a full-time youth pastor. And how many know the power of God can change us? It can change who we are. It can change our very desires. His desires went from the world, what can I do, popularity, how much fun can I have, to where he became from that moment. Listen, he never backslid. He never turned away. He never took two years to become serious about his Christianity. He got saved, experienced the power of God, and literally hit the ground running. It has never stopped. That's what the power of God can do. That's what the power of God can do in our church today, can do in our lives. He can change our very thought process. Our very thought process that when we begin to surrender to the incredible work of the Holy Spirit that is deposited in each and, of, each and every one of us when we are saved, the Holy Spirit is deposited in our life, when we begin to surrender to the Holy Spirit and begin to live by that Spirit, then it has the power to completely change our life. How many are testimonies in this place of saying, I have experienced that power in my life, that change in my life. I have experienced it. Some of us in here can say, I have walked away from drugs, alcohol, you name it, because of the power of God. I've walked away from sin because of the power of God. It is incredible. It is incredible when we allow the Spirit of God to work in our churches in our lives, it changes everything. Principle two this morning is this. We can know all about God, yet deny his power to change us. 
We can know everything all about God, but deny the power to change us. Verse 7, uh, if you pull that back, back up real first, uh, verse 7 uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 says this, always learning but never able to, to come to a knowledge of truth. Always learning, always learning. And there's people that come every single week, never miss a Sunday, know all about God, but still deny the change that Christ wants to bring in their life through his power. They come every week. They know all about it. They, some of them, they know the word of God backwards and frontwards, but yet they still deny the power that the gospel has to change their life. They still continue to live as they've always lived. They still continue and choose to, to live how they want to, what they want to do, how they want to live. They still just continue to do, and they deny the power that the gospel has to overcome all of those things in their life. Now, we did, uh, we did a skit uh, on that night, and I'm just going to kind of give an illustration. Um, two incredible actors on that Wednesday night. We did a skit, me and Colton. And, um, but I, uh, we did a skit that was centered around a uh, doctor's office. And obviously, um, you go to the doctor's office because, because you're sick. And how many are one of those people that you never, like, how many has ever, like, went to doctor's office and you've taken medicine but you don't finish it out and it's just up in your cabinet? How many, come on, I've got, like, bags and bags. I am ready for the end times. And <laughs> I've got, like, bags and bags of medicine. And it's so, I didn't have to go to the doctor's office this time when I got sick because I had an old bag. Now, I started taking it and then... And then a day later, I looked at the bottle, and it said that it expired in 2012. <laughs> but I'm good. I, I, I feel great. And, and so, and, uh, but, uh, but, and I was like, so for a second, I got a little worried. I looked it up on Google. It was good for 10 years afterwards. I'm all good. So, uh, so anyway, and if anybody else wants to come to me for some medicine, just let me know. And, um, and so anyway... But we go to the doctor's office a lot of times because we're not feeling good. There's a problem. Um, we need help. But what, how strange would that be if we have something that's killing us, something that's destroying us, and because it's doing that, it, it, makes, it affects our daily life. We're not able to do certain things. We might not be able to do this. We might not be able to do that. And yet we make an appointment every week to go to the doctor and we go to the doctor, and every week the doctor says, listen, we've got this medication right here that will completely heal you. It will completely take away all the symptoms. It will, it will kill the disease that's in your body. And then you, you go and you hear all about it, and, and you go, okay, okay, thank you. And then you walk out and leave without taking the medicine. Then you come back, and every week you have an appointment. Hey, tell me a little bit more about that medicine. How, how, what's the success rate? What's 100%? So you're telling me if I take this, I'm going to be, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to, but every week you go, how, how many know that that wouldn't make much sense? But yet we come every single week to a place where a gospel is presented 
that can change who we are. But because we have come to a place where we don't want to change. We don't want to change. The truth is, the reason why we deny, we deny the power of God is because we don't even want to change. We don't want to have to change how we live. We don't want to have to change what we watch, what we say, what we think. That just seems way too hard. Dan, that's just way too hard. Well, guess what? It does seem way too hard because you can't do it by yourself. That's why God sent his son Jesus, and then that's why when Jesus said, I've got to go because there's another one coming after me that's going to give you the power to live for me, that's going to give you the power to say no to sin, that's going to give you the power to, be, to live in freedom. The law did not accomplish that in itself. Why? Not because the law was in error, but because we were in error. We could not follow the law because of who we are. But God said, I'm sending somebody to you that's going to enable you to live holy. Oh, come on now. To live righteous. And listen, I'm sending him because you can have the way. For you can have the way. I'm sending you to him. I'm sending him to you. But listen, we don't want to change our lives. And that's why we deny. We, we enjoy, kind of like the scripture said, that they're, they're lovers of ple- pleasure rather than lovers of God. They want to stay where they're at. They're comfortable where they're at. We only want a gospel that fits our life. In, I'm telling you, in America today, we only want a gospel that fits how and, and it's funny because we'll go out and we'll seek out the church, not the church that tells the truth and, and sticks to the word of God, but we'll go out and seek churches that say what we want them to say, change things how we want them because we don't want to change. We seek out a gospel that fits into our life, but I want to tell you something. Every person that you see in the Word of God, their lives were radically changed. They changed their professions. They were fishermen. Then they became evangelists. Come on. The gospel changes us. Will radically change us. Sometimes we really, truly don't understand the gospel. And in part, that's because the church today has begun to preach a gospel that is not the whole gospel, that is not the whole truth. And I thank God that we go to a church that that's not the case. I thank God that we have a senior pastor that is passionate about the truth that is in the word of God. And he will not waver. He will not sway no matter what. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And then sometimes we just simply choose the world over God. We deny it. We just just come to the point where we just simply choose the world. We, We come and try to make ourselves feel better. We learn more and more about God. But we simply just choose this lifestyle over the lifestyle of serving Christ and serving his kingdom. Principle three. Principle three is this. The world desperately needs the power of God. The world desperately needs the power of God. How many know today 
there is, there's a, some messed up stuff going on today. Stuff that we've never seen and I've never seen in my lifetime. For the younger generation, um, it's pretty much normal to them. But for some of us who are um, older, we know how shocking some of the things that are going on and shocking some of the things that, that we see. I told you earlier I was going to give you an example of how we know that the church has denied the power of God in America today. In my mom and dad's generation in America, 85% of Americans identified themselves as Christians. In my mom and dad's generation, 85%. Now in my generation, my generation after my mom and dad, uh, those who were in my generation, for our generation, the number is 65%. So it went from 85 and dropped 20% in America in my generation for those who now identify themselves as born-again Christians in America. Now, for this next generation, we're talking about the 18-year-olds, the, the 14 to 18-year-olds. Uh, right now in America today, in America today, the number is, for this generation, the number in America now for those who now claim that they are Christians and that's who they are in America today, and this generation is now down to 9%. Now, that's almost unbelievable, isn't it? But at the same time, I want to tell you, as a youth pastor, I can tell you right now, in the 22 years of youth ministry, I have never seen a, a generation that is completely 100% biblically illiterate. They know nothing about the word of God. They know nothing. And a lot of times, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times I've preached a word and young people have come up to me completely shocked that, so that's wrong. Shouldn't be doing that. And I'll take them to the Word of God and say, listen, I'm not going to give you my opinion. I want to show you what the Word of God says about it. I'm not going to give you my opinion at all. I'm going to stick right to what the Word of God says. Nine percent. That is a symptom of a nation and a church that has denied the working of the power of God in their lives and in their congregation. Bottom line, that is the consequences because who in their right mind is going to follow a gospel that makes no difference, that brings no change, that brings no deliverance, that brings no salvation? Who's going to follow a gospel like that when the people that they see that are following it are absolutely no different than they are? Who's going to follow that? There's no power there. I think the church is scared they're going to freak people out if they go after God with all of their heart. But I want to tell you something. The truth is the power of God is going to draw the crowds. It is going to draw the people because this world is looking, is looking for something real. They are looking for something real. 
Listen, the world desperately needs the power of God. He is the answer to the deep-seated sin in this world. He is the answer to all the enemy's attacks, to all of his plans. He is the answer. Sometimes we wonder in the church, how in the world do we overcome that this generation, that everything that they know, that their standards that they live by have all been given to them by Hollywood? You don't think it's true? I have talked with people in my office that have laid out their belief system. And when I ask them, Where, where's your book? Where's your, who, who's the preacher? Who's this? Honest to God, I'm telling you the honest to God truth. And they give me as an example of their belief system a TV show that is made up by Hollywood that is not real at all. I'm, tell, I'm telling you the honest to God truth. Their belief system was developed and set by a sitcom that was produced. And it, that's not just one person. That's this entire generation. They've been fed. They've been told. They've been saved. This, the, the media, you name it. They've all been preached. There's been a message being preached in America, but it's not the message of the power of God that changes life. So I want to tell you something. That can seem overwhelming to Christians. But I want to tell you something. The power of God can overcome all of that. The power of God can overcome every last bit of what's been told them from the day they were born. That is not of God. The power of God can overcome that. I promise you. I promise you the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is powerful. Principle four. We are the carriers of the power of God. We are the carriers of the power of God. James 14, 12 says this, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do these works I have been doing, and they will, be, they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and he's going to the Father, and the Holy Spirit is coming down. Listen, the Word teaches us that we, God's people, are the carrier of the power of God. So it is never, I, I said earlier, God hasn't forgotten the United States of America. The problem is, the bottom line is that his people have not been carrying the power of God out into their communities, out into their workplaces, out into their neighborhoods, out into their schools. God's people have not carried the power to the world. We, it is our responsibility, it is who we are, and God chose us, God chose us to reveal his message and power to the world. God chose us to bring that message, to be those people. That's the truth. We are the chosen. We are the chosen. We are the chosen. The worship team would come up.
this morning. We are the carriers. It is our responsibility to carry the power of God in this world. And I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now by what we see, we have failed. Sometimes it's hard to hear a truth, isn't it? But the church in America today has failed this current generation. This generation that is alive right now in America have never seen, heard of, or witnessed a move of God in this nation. The last one that that we had was in the 90s. This generation was born after the Brownsville Revival. This generation that is now have never seen a move of God in the United States of America. Never heard of it. We need to start carrying the power of God again as Christians. We need to stop denying. We need to stop denying. Because the world needs Christians who look completely different than them. Who have a love that a lot of them have never even seen in their own household. Who have a power and anointing upon them that they've never experienced by any drug or alcohol or sexual sin in their life. They need us to carry the power of God with us wherever we go. Listen, listen. God has showed me so many times in my life how important it is for us Christians to go and to be ready at any time and any moment to go out and present the gospel because he, listen, listen. I've encountered people before that I've never met before, and I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to go to them in the store. And I'll go up to them and say, hey, I'm Jeremy. Um, Can I talk to you about something? Because I really felt like the Lord wanted me to speak to you. How awesome is that? What is there, seven, eight billion people on the earth right now alive? Is Is that where the numbers are right now? I'm not really sure. Seven, eight billion people. That God, oh, man, it just shows you how incredible, how reckless, how awesome his love is for each and every one of his individuals. That God would just send me to one person in a store in Marion, Indiana. And I just began speaking to them and telling them about the love of God. And many times they just began weeping. Began weeping. God needs us to carry the power of the message of Jesus Christ. Now, listen. You surrender, you be willing, and God will work through you. I promise you. He will give you the right words to say. He will give you the right direction. He just needs us because he chose us to be the carriers of the power of God into this world. If you bow your heads, close your eyes. And I'm going to ask, if you're in this place and where you're at right now, no question, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are not 
saved. You are not living for Jesus at this moment, this time, this place in your life. You can say, yeah, I, I know about God. I know this, all this. But honestly, there is no evidence in your life that you are a Christ follower. There is no evidence, and you know there is sin, an act of sin in your life. I want you to know today that the power of the message of Jesus Christ is, is that Jesus came, died on the cross for each and every one of us, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, who comes to him, that they will be saved and their sin will be forgiven. And if you're in this place and you say, where I'm at right now, I am not serving God. I've got active sin in my life. And today, I want the power of the message of Jesus Christ. I want the power of God to come and to change me. And if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand in this place. Thank you. I see that hand. Anybody else? Say, that's me. I want the power of God to change my life. Anybody else? Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, if we can do this, if you raise your hand or in this place, you know that you need to take this step. We're just, if you guys would just pray with me and just repeat after me today. If you raise your hand in this place, it's this simple. It's this easy. The Bible says that if we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, believe that he's God's one and only son, whom he raised from the dead, then the Bible says that you shall be saved. Your sins shall be forgiven. So we're going to do that this morning. If you all repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning. And I accept your one and only son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. I believe he died on the cross and then rose again for me. Jesus, send your power into my life. Change me. Make me new. Make me more like you. I surrender to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know this morning that there were some people in this place, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that just a few seconds ago were living in sin, had sin in their life. But right now, this moment, this time, God has saved them, and the power of God has reached into their life and changed their life. And I'm praying and I'm believing that it is forever and ever and ever that they will allow the power of God to change their life. This morning... If you could stand with me. And I just want to do a challenge to the Christians in the house. And then we're just going to end this morning. We're going to sing through this song one or two times, and then we'll dismiss you. I want to challenge you. Stop denying the power of God. Two weeks ago, 
felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, I want you to start researching what it means to live by the Spirit. You know, my first thought was, I'm a pastor. Lord, come on. I know what it means. But I said, I'll do it. So I immediately started pulling resources. I, I immediately started going through the Word of God and making a list of the passages and scriptures and different things I want to study. And I want to tell you something. In these last two weeks, I, I almost feel like I've been reborn. Because I think sometimes we just need to be reminded. And I think the Holy Spirit was reminding me what it means to live according to the Spirit of God. To live in that power. And I want to tell you, it's exciting. There is nothing boring about living in the power of God at all. Because you're going to be scared when he tells you to go do something. You're going to get nervous. You're going to all, everything wrapped in one. But to walk in the power of God is what he's called his people to do. Listen, shame on us that only 9% of this generation claim in a nation that has all the freedom to share the gospel of Jesus Christ whenever they want. Listen, shame on us that we denied the power of God. Go after him. Start researching what does it mean to live in the power? What does it mean to live by the Spirit of God? And I just want to end this morning with singing this song. We are carriers of the power of God of the reckless love that Jesus Christ, the love that's not reckless in the form that we, is like, oh, it's just great. It's almost under, uh, not even understandable how much God loves us. So let's sing this. This morning, we'll sing it a couple times through and then I'll dismiss you. Thank you, Jesus. Go in the power of God today. Go in the power of God today. We love you guys. God bless you guys.